What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to another edition of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And with me today, I'm excited about this because we, we've dove so far into this draft from a 49ers perspective. We're going to get a fresh look from the man, Joe DeLeon, who is just crushing it, man. I, I, I look through your Twitter feed and your YouTube feed, and you are just, man, you are working, <laughs> my friend. How you doing? Good, good. And, and I'm I appreciate you saying that I'm putting in the work. Sometimes when you're grinding away during the draft cycle, it it kind of feels like you're just putting everything out there into the void. But uh, no, it's it's an awesome time of year, man. It feels like it's the night before Christmas. We're that close to the draft, and I, I can't wait. Yes, yes. So what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be jumping into Joe's brain, and he's going to give us his views on the 49ers draft. We've talked at nauseum about the things that we think should happen, but this is going to be good because it's going to be kind of a bird's eye view approach to what the 49ers uh, could be doing. Love all the hashtag CCs coming in out there. You guys are awesome. If you have questions, don't forget to throw them into the chat. So let's jump in real quick. Uh, but Actually, no, hold on. Where can we find you, Joe? Um, you know, Twitter at Joe Daily on mm-hmm. uh, your YouTube channel. You got channels at the Wazoo, man. You're working for <laughs> lots of different things. So, yeah, w- go ahead and let us know where we can find your content, and we can jump in and engage with you. Yeah, uh, you can check uh, at 
me out on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, but then on YouTube, Hack City is kind of my all-encompassing football YouTube channel that has my draft content, has my college football content on there. And then the first team pod is the show that I do with my co-host Ryan Roberts and former NFL QB Matt Sims, where it's NFL draft college football talk that's at the first team pod on Twitter. And then, of course, I work for Believe uh, as my full-time job as a producer. So make sure you check out Believe Network on Twitter and on YouTube. I love it. I love it. All right. So here we go. Before we jump into the Niners, what is kind of your assessment of this draft as a whole? Do you think that this is a strong draft? Where's kind of the strength? Is it first round, second round, middle rounds, day three? Kind of help us understand what's the draft 101 of the 2023 draft this year. Right. I think the, the strength lies at the top. And it, it's very specific to, I would say, three, four guys. We have really talented players at the top of this class, some question marks for those players. And the ones I'm talking about are Bryce Young, who physical limitations, but has everything else that you want in a franchise quarterback. If he wasn't short, we probably wouldn't be second guessing him. Jalen Carter is a supremely talented defensive tackle, good enough where we would never talk about a defensive tackle being the best prospect in a class, but here he is. He could be a defensive player of the year type guy if he didn't have all the off-field concerns that he was dealing with. And then I would also lump in there Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, who I think has been overthought through this process. He is a guy that is just so technically refined, has a fantastic motor. He goes a million miles per hour on every single snap. It doesn't stop until the whistle, which I love, and I think he's going to be a highly impactful player. And the last one that I would say that is of that generational moniker is Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, who is so powerful and explosive. And I think if he goes to the right situation, it's going to be one of the best running backs in the NFL. Shouldn't be too hyperbolic to say that. But to overall look at this draft, it does thin out pretty quick. Once we start to get to the middle of the first round, we're looking at a lot of guys that probably would go in the beginning of the second round in most other draft classes. And if you look at the way things shaped out over the past couple of years with COVID and how eligibility was impacted, it makes sense. It disrupted completely what we're used to seeing for NFL draft classes. And we had a historically large class last year, and now things are kind of fluctuating, one, back to normal numbers, but also to a lower level of overall talent. So if, if you want to get somebody later on, it's a bit hit or miss. It just depends on the positions that you're attacking. You know, it's funny. I always tell people like, oh, I have a second round grade on so-and-so player, but they went pick 28. Well, just because they went in the first round doesn't mean that's a quote-unquote first round player. But there has to be 31 picks that go in the first round. So like it, it's it's always interesting going back and kind of measuring where guys go versus where perhaps they should go. Because if there's only 20 first round grades, there's still 31 first round picks. And so teams are going to have to be searching. I would hate to be in the background, uh, the yeah. back half of the first round this draft. I don't like it. Uh, well, there's it, a there's a big reason why people trade out often. And I think there's going to be a lot of that this year, to your point, is that there's just a lot of question marks. There's going to be a couple people that I think are going to be total, oh, my God, that guy went in the first round. Maybe Steve Avila is like one of them that, I, that I saw today. Mozzie Smith's been one that's been brought up that I think is a possibility. There's 
there's a lot, a lot of question marks once we get to that back end of the first round. And so, like, you know, okay, let's look at the 49ers. Their first pick is 99, which is not ideal. Like, if the 49ers had their choice, obviously, you know, they have the 29th pick, I think is what it would have been. Um, I I feel like they got pretty damn lucky in getting the draft that it's kind of great at top, and then it's just a bunch of average. I feel like they kind of timed it up pretty well. Not that they did it on purpose, but, like, this is a pretty good draft not to have mm. those top-end picks. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I, I think for what the 49ers need to address position-wise, that it's also going to benefit them. But I, I really think that there's just not a lot of really good top-end talent, so they're, they're not necessarily missing out not being at that, that 29th spot. If they do want to approach addressing certain positions, there's a lot of really good edge depth. Like th that's the one position group that I've I've been repeatedly saying that if they want, if teams want to go and get rotational pass rushers in the end of the second round, third round, into day three, there's a lot of those guys. And the same thing for tight end. There's a lot of really good second tight ends that I think are going to be strong contributors on a lot of rosters that can go in these later rounds that could benefit a team like the San Francisco 49ers that aren't looking to plug massive holes that aren't trying to fix fix massive issues on the roster but instead are just looking for those good football players that are experienced that maybe are older that can just step up in rotational situations when they call upon them. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It, it, it again, you talk about, you know, overlap and just kind of being lucky. You, you look at probably the three largest needs on this team. I'd say edge, tight end, even though you have George Kittle, that number two or three tight end, and then probably offensive tackle. And so let's jump into it. it give me some of these third round guys. You said, you know, the, some situational pass rushers mm -hmm. or whatever. 
Who are some of the names that stand out that you think the 49ers would gain a lot from and being able to target these guys? Now, and again, for the audience listening, I didn't give them any names. So I, I am, <laughs> I'm not uh, cheating. I want to know from Joe's perspective, who spends a lot of time on this stuff, what are some of the fits that you think could be available at that 99, 101, and 102 picks? Yeah, and I think when we look specifically in the third round, I'm I'm more so curious to see who slides, and I think there's going to be some really good football players that do slide that far, spe- specific to offensive tackle. Uh, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma has been somebody who's propped up as this late first-round pick. I don't see him as a late first-round pick. I do see him more as that third-round type of a guy, somebody who's got the traits, the length, everything you're looking for in an offensive tackle prospect just does not have the consistency from a snap-to-snap basis, does not have the consistent mentality. He's almost somebody that you stash on your roster and you see if he can kind of put it together physically and then can take over a starting role and work his his way in. I also think there's a possibility that someone like Matt Bergeron slides just from being overthought. I'm a really big fan of Matt Bergeron from Syracuse. The guy has really light feet, great flexibility, which is hard to find in a lot of offensive tackles. And he's got the the power that you look for in his lower half to be a strong, consistent player. Last tackle that I think could also end up sliding, Jalen Duncan from Maryland. Uh, If some of these other guys like Dewan Jones end up getting pushed up because of his physical profile, which I think is very, very likely. Jalen Duncan, I love his anchor. I love his lower body, the power that he plays with. He's somebody that I think just needs to be a little bit more consistent, but he checks every physical box that you're looking for in an offensive tackle uh, to take somewhere on day two, early on day three. One, just to throw out there, one edge rusher that I think uh, is one to pay attention to third round or later. I'm a fan of Nick Hampton, not as a big-time prospect, but the App State defensive end, or edge rusher rather, stand-up rusher, um, he is a a more technically refined guy. He is an older prospect. I think that he brings to a lot to the table as being somebody who could come in for specific pass rush situations, and I don't need to call upon him to do much more than that. And the Niners are kind of notorious for that. They rotate their D-line more than, or as much, if not more than any other team. And I I will say this, one of my favorite players all time that never really caught on uh, was big was Ronnie Blair, who was an edge rusher out of App State. Mm. So uh, yeah, before he had his uh, ACL tear, he he was a lot of fun. Now, it's funny because you brought up Anton Harrison, the OU guy, the Niners have been honing in on his teammate, Wanya Morris, the other tackle. Yeah. Um, they have met with him, I think, three times now. And so, man, it's funny because we already got Trent Williams, who's an OU tackle. I'm a Longhorn, so this breaks Ooh. my heart. But uh, <laughs> they're both great prospects. And it, the funny thing you said was, hasn't put it together yet and consistency. When you're getting to these third-round guys – you don't get all you don't get best of both worlds. It's no. traits or consistency or production, but injuries or character. And so like you kind of have to piece these things together. Now, here's here's my question. Niners have 11 picks in this draft, which is a lot. Would you say that if you your approach in your opinion, should they go after more of a quality or would you rather a team like the Niners just use all those 11 dart throws and just see what sticks? I think when you're in a position like the 49ers that I think most people could sit here that are 49ers fans could agree that they were a step away from getting to the Super Bowl. And I would argue they're the biggest thing that's holding them back is the uncertainty at the quarterback position and not really knowing for sure who is going to get them to the Super Bowl. 
I know that's a separate thing to dive down, but to that point, I, I think that when you're in a, a win now mode, you should go with the guys that are a little bit further along the older mm-hmm. players, the guys that were the senior bowl standouts, the guys like Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame is a media guy who comes up to mind. Nick Hampton was a senior bowl participant. Uh, a, you know, there's a lot of guys that I think that really stood out during that week in mobile. And what you're getting from those guys are guys who've played a lot of snaps in college are very, very caught up with what is asked of them, but they might not be as physically talented. You're not going to have somebody who is, uh, as freakish as some of these other players that are more ceiling, but with a lower floor. And I think that when you're a good football team like this, yes, you are in this position to take those risks because if those guys do not play, it is not going to negatively impact your outcome mm-hmm. because you already had the good football players to get you in a winning position. But you want guys that can contribute early. You want guys that can serve roles early on in their careers so that you can take that step from being in the NFC Championship game to winning the NFC Championship game this upcoming season. And we get those quarterbacks healthy, man. We we gotta be yeah. uh, we gotta be okay. It's a big if. Uh, <laughs> that's a big if for us, but that's okay. Want to say thank you to David in the super chat. He says good luck and lovely Jid the wifey. Yeah, I leaked this a little bit uh, the show the other day. Um, you know, currently live in Los Angeles, and the wifey's got an interview up in the East Bay area. So uh, we will. Uh, Where in Los Angeles are you at? Uh, Pasadena, man. We're up against oh. the mountains, so we're. Oh, I'm but, too far away from you. I'm over in Marina. That's funny. That oh, there you go, man. Closer <laughs> to the water. That's what's up, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here we go. Here's a question. You brought up the quarterbacks, and you know, I was doing some perusing on your Twitter feed. Um, it seems like you've been pretty adamant on this whole Trey Lance situation. Yeah. Um, what are some of your thoughts with how the 49ers should handle this quarterback situation uh, this offseason? Yeah, and this is something that I, I get into a lot of arguments with people about. And <laughs> look, I, I played FCS football. I follow FCS football. So I, I'm a big Trey Lance fan. I'm I'm going to get that out, that bias out of the way. My thing with him is that he's hasn't started enough games to really bail on a guy who you traded up for and was the third overall pick. If we remove the way that he performed in those games and we just from a pure trait standpoint, that's a guy who has every capability of being a high level starter. He is a great athlete. He's got a good arm. And I think if he puts it together, you give him time to put it together. There's no reason why he can't be a top 12 quarterback in this league. There's a reason why he was traded up for, for that reason. I just think bailing on a guy that quickly, that early after making those moves to trade up, it's, it's not a good way to handle your roster. I, I think that it's, it's cutting your losses before you even got to see any dividends be paid out. I commend what Brock Purdy did, and I think that Brock Purdy did way more than we expected him to. And I think he's a very high-level backup. He is a great football player, and when you ask him to step in to win those football games for a high-level backup, that's what you want from a guy that is your second quarterback on your roster, to not take that step down, to be on schedule, on offense, to move the sticks efficiently. But the problem is is that when you have to face against these teams – like the Eagles, and I know he got hurt in that game, but when you have to face a team like the Eagles, like the Kansas City Chiefs, that have really good defensive coordinators, really good athletes on defense, and then most importantly, MVP-level quarterbacks, I just don't know if Brock Purdy, and I don't think that he is good enough to beat those guys in those situations. He can get you as far as the NFC Championship game, but can he get you over the hump and win you a Super Bowl? I just don't have that confidence, and I think Trey's traits can do it, considering Jimmy Garoppolo got there Mm. and failed. He's got every capability to do it. 
Yeah, I like that. And, you know, I think I do buy into the principle, and we had both Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, you know, saying, look, everybody, we're open to discussing anybody. We'll trade anybody if the price is right. So, like, I'm not one of those guys that's just like, okay, you can't trade trade Lance because I, I'm with you. I, I want to see what the kid can do. I don't think this is the year you trade him because Brock's injured. Even if you are team Brock, that's okay. In your opinion, you're more of an NFL guy than I am. What would be the mar- if a team called the 49ers and wanted Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. What type of trade haul could you even get if that is the route you wanted to go? Because I'm sitting here saying if it's not a top 12 pick, I don't even want to have that conversation. But I don't think he could get that. What, what, what are your thoughts there? Right. That's the biggest reason why I'm anti giving up on Trey is that I don't think anyone is willingly going to trade more than a second round pick for this guy. Yeah. Like, look what happened with Josh Rosen, who was bailed on early, but not as early as, as Trey Lance. And for much different reasons, Josh Rosen stunk and, and couldn't put it together. Trey just got hurt in his second ever start as a, as the full-time starter. I think that the, at the most you get a second round pick, a lot of teams have the leverage over the 49ers. They're going to say, we don't care that you traded up for this kid. We don't care that he was the third overall pick. We're not giving up picks for somebody that is a massive question mark. Even if they love him, you know, they could absolutely love Trey Lance. And I don't think that there's a realistic opportunity that you could get more than a second, uh, maybe some additional picks there in the later half of that deal. But it's going to be hard to negotiate a, a haul for a guy like Trey Lance that hasn't played enough games. So if you put him, let's just say everything you know about Trey Lance right now, everything you know, 22 years old, but whatever, mm-hmm. you put him back in the draft right now. Does he go ahead of Will Levis? Does he go ahead of Anthony Richardson? Does he go behind all those guys? I see him being the fourth quarterback in this class. Uh, I think that CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are their own separate category of of readiness for different reasons. Once we get into that mix of the question mark guys of high ceiling, low floor, Anthony Richardson is just an insane athlete. He is on his own other planet. That's why I've placed him at third. And similar to Trey coming in, green to the position. He's green to playing the, the, the sport of football at the high level that he was at in the SEC and clearly was just getting caught up and comfortable with playing, and the game was moving too fast for him at times. Will Levis, on the other hand, has enough snaps under his belt, and he's somebody who I just doesn't think have a natural feel for the game enough, which is why I'm very wary of him being successful. Um, but that's why I'd be willing to put Trey in between the two of them that I think Trey showed a lot of similarities to what we see with Anthony Richardson on tape, which is just a natural feel for the game. Being a gamer, that gamer mentality is what made Josh Allen as good as he is, Patrick Mahomes as good as he is, so that they can just show up, make plays, and you'll get a play from Anthony Richardson where he just flips the ball to his running back and picks up an extra 5 to 10 yards. I think he fits realistically there, fourth amongst these guys, and he would be a top 10 pick in this class if Theoretically, he went back after that national championship at North Dakota State, stayed for two years, and was a part of this this current draft class. Yeah, I, part of me thinks he probably would have stayed, but the COVID thing—they moved the year. Up. It was just he got. Yeah, he was a victim of circumstance, I think, in that. But you know, he still went high. Um, all right, let's let's move off from quarterback talk. We get quarterback fatigue over here, man. As an Irish, <laughs> I um, bet. Yeah. So Daryl, appreciate the super chat. He says, "How are you? What are your thoughts on the 49ers trading up for a running back?" Like Spears, Tajay Spears out of Tulane. Um, I've seen him going in the second, third, fourth round. What are your thoughts? They have CMC. Um, he's 26 years old, but Shanahan loves his running backs. They are his favorite toys. 
I really, really like Ty J Spears. I had him as a top four running back in this class on my rankings, but the only thing is that I, he's a perfect fit for this 49ers offense. But when you're lacking in picks, I'm not the biggest fan of trading up to then take a running back. If you're going to do it, go take a tackle in the second round, something along those lines. I do think, though, if he does slide and is somewhere at 99 or in the fourth round, he is the perfect, perfect 49ers running back. And then especially to play off of uh, the abilities of Christian McCaffrey. He does have a little bit of that Elijah Mitchell in him where good vision, patient runner, and then he's got deceptively really good athleticism. I felt like during the process, a lot of people were painting him to be this not uber athletic guy that would just had good vision. I think he ran in the low four fours at his pro day, didn't run at the combine, which is a great number for him. I do believe that if he ends up in the right spot in one of these teams that has uh, a Kyle Shanahan esque offense, like I feel like he would be the perfect Miami Dolphin if he was playing for that Dolphins offense under Mike McDaniel, he would be so hard to keep up with. But trading up, I'm not super excited about, but taking him at some point if he's on the board and you don't have to move, absolutely. Man, we were we were live in Vegas. We threw a couple parties there. And when the Niners took Ty Davis Price, that room turned and it got angry, man. <laughs> the, the the 49ers fandom taking running backs in the third round because they haven't panned it out. They traded up for Trey Sermon. He was off the team in one year. Um, Ty Davis Price got a lot more work than Sermon. I think they liked him more, but still – I don't know, man. Uh, I like Tajay Spears. If he's there in the third round and you take him, I wouldn't be super pissed, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that one. We got another uh, question on trades. Aaron, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Which is more likely, the Niners trade up into the second, third round using a bunch of thirds, or they trade up into the fourth round using some of their fists? Because they got three thirds, they got three fifths. What If you had to put a bet on this, Niners trade up into the second or they trade up into the fourth? I think based on what we've kind of talked about here, not having that second or first round pick, it just, just depends on their level of desperation, which is not the best word to put it, but their level of desperation to address some of these needs. As we've talked about, there is a bit of a question mark at that, that right tackle spot. So if mm. if they're sitting somewhere in you know in the third round and they're just kind of patiently waiting to see what happens, if one of these tackles – like a Jalen Duncan, like a Matt Bergeron, uh, is on the board in the middle of the second round, I think that that's pretty likely. I, I think for a team that it just wants to really just sure up, but not desperately try to fill a need, but just sure up a, a grouping like the offensive line, I think the more likely thing is that they move up into the second round. I like it. I like it. Now, uh, before we get to some more questions, real quick, we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. I'm going to put you on the spot because I want to know if this draft day bet that we put out, uh, but what your thoughts are on it. Okay. But before we do that, real quick word from my bookie. That's right. My bookie is back, and we have a whole betting segment just for the NFL draft. If you want to bet NBA playoffs, that is available. If you want to bet draft stuff, NFL futures, we got you covered. And over on our Patreon, we released a whole bunch of draft prop bets that you can jump in right now, and the odds are changing all the time. We're going to have more and more of those released throughout our episodes and on Patreon. All you got to do it's just click, if you're watching this, click on the QR code right next to me or go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code 49ERS49ers. 
that's going to give you the deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars now rollovers apply and if you have any questions please check out their website they explain it perfectly but these guys are trusted they're the best in the business we've used them for years the partnership we help each other out this is a product i believe in any bet that i endorse i use my own personal money for that and it's easy to get money in easy to get money out no matter what you want to bet on they've got everything over there so Head to the best in the business, and that is my bookie using promo code 49ERS49ers for your deposit bonus. And hey, rack up, make the draft an even better experience. You don't have to bet a lot. I don't bet a lot. A lot of my bets are $2 to $5. Make it fun and enjoyable, and that's what we're here for. Bet anything, anytime with my bookie. All right, Joe, um, one of my favorite bets so far that I've seen or prop bets out there is Jalen Carter going under 7.5 draft slots. What are your thoughts on that? Jalen Carter going under 7.5. What were the odds on that? Um, the odds, it was a little under. I think it was minus 110 when we put it in. Um, That's a good bet. I, I like yeah. that bet. I, I really don't think that he he falls past seven. It, the, the way that we always see, and I think the CJ Stroud thing right now is a perfect example, is that something bad might happen with a prospect that, that gets a little bit of attention. Teams are hoping that a media member blows it out of proportion. And I know that the Jalen Carter stuff is it's bad. It's not as bad as the CJ Stroud stuff, or it's much worse than the CJ Stroud stuff, rather. I just don't think anyone's going to pass up on that talent. This is the best yeah. player in the draft. Someone, the Seahawks or the Lions, I really do think are going to take him uh, by that point. Yeah, bringing up betting in the Lions right now. A little bit of a, a low blow there, Joe. Oh, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the one thing I will uh, say, Pete Carroll does not care about off the field. That will not stop him from taking a prospect. Uh, he's been kind of notorious for that. So let, let's let's transition here because, again, as an NFL guy, I want to get your thoughts just a little bit on the other NFC West teams. What are your thoughts with – the Seattle Seahawks like do you think that they will go quarterback with one of their first two picks they pick at five then they pick at 20 do you think they go best player available and try to win now how much do they have faith in Geno long term yeah I've been and it's similar to the Lions circumstance it's it's been such a hard question to answer and I was on a, a Seahawks podcast yesterday and frankly I want them to take a quarterback for the reason that you can't find yourself in this position to pick this highly Often, if you're a team that is competing for the playoffs like they were last year, it's it's unlikely. If you have the confidence in your roster, your mentality should be, okay, we've got Geno for three more years, which means we're going to have to find somebody new eventually. We're probably not going to be gifted this high of a pick again because of the trade for Russell Wilson. So we should take advantage of it. If somebody falls to us that we like, we should take them. But at the same time, I think that the Pete Carroll, that coaching staff, that front office are of the belief there are one of those programs that believes those franchises that thinks that they want to put all the chips in the table to compete. They want to go and get as many good defensive players and offensive linemen as possible. I think that that fifth overall pick is going to be one of these top edge rushers or Jalen Carter, if he is on the board. And then that 20th pick puts them in a really good position to then go and get a top corner in this class. Now we know that they love taking really bizarre players as we've seen in the history of their draft selections, but I would not be shocked if, the approach is very heavy defensive to continue to build what was a surprisingly good young defense this past year. Mm, yeah, there we go. I like it. All right, let's uh, let's transition to the Cardinals. 
they seem to be the favorite for worst roster in the NFL. Is there worse any uniforms too? That needs oh to be added. <laughs> I, I was on a show earlier today, and I was like, "Man, it looked like they used like Microsoft Paint or something, and just like honestly filled it in red." And it's just, <laughs> how do you make red and black look bad? I don't understand I, I, that. It looks like a, a customizable uniform in Madden is <sighs> is how bad it is. <laughs> so sticking with the draft conversation, who's your yep. favorite to have the first overall pick next year? I, I mean. I think next season for, for what the way that these teams look, I, the Texans have to be in that conversation. I really think, and I had Michael Lombardi on my show yesterday and, and he brought up a really good point. I, I don't think that they're going to totally give up on Davis Mills right away because he didn't do as bad as we thought. And I think that D'Amico Ryans might not be totally in love with the current grouping of quarterbacks. And when you're a bad roster like that and you know what's coming up next draft cycle, they might just kind of balk at trying to be totally competitive. Not saying that they're going to tank, but they might not try to rush the process of just grabbing a guy and hoping he works out if they're not in love with this group, which from what I've heard from some indirect sources, it does not sound like they're in love with really any of these quarterbacks, which might mean that they take a defensive player early on. But I, I got to say that the Houston Texans are probably going to be competing for that that first spot next season man if you've got a 10 percent chance at getting caleb williams even if it's just 10 percent, or drake may or drake may i like him but i mean i'm caleb williams <laughs> I, again i'm a longhorn that dude has crushed my soul Oof. uh anyway I, I just don't get it take will anderson punt the position wait next year and then you're Gosh, and again, Tomiko got a six-year deal, so he's not going to be a one-and-done like what they've had there. Um, no. So, all right, last one with the NFC West, the Rams. They're uh, one foot in a rebuild and one foot keep Stafford, keep Aaron Donald. What are they doing? Uh, like, are they a team that could take a quarterback and try to build for the future, or are they going to try to stay relevant for a little while longer? I, I think that they would hope that they were in this position to draft a quarterback, but as we've jokingly said all these years that they said F them picks and let's see what happens. And they pushed all their cheap chips in the table. They were competing for a super bowl and yeah. they won a super bowl, but now all of that has come crashing down on them. Lombardi also pointed out to me that I didn't, I didn't know this. They, they tried to trade Matthew Stafford this off season. They couldn't find a partner to move him, uh, which is pretty surprising. So I think that they wish they were in that position to draft somebody to start over, but they don't have the capital. I think that, they might have to just eat it this year, man. They might have to just hope that they can be competitive, but I don't have a lot of optimism. They don't have that any receivers. Bad. Yeah, and their offensive line is really not good. I, I don't know how they're going to really compete in this division that has just gotten better. All of the other teams in this division are progressing while this team is every year taking a step backward. Yeah, it's bad. Real quick, um, what's up, Shaw? He says, checking in from Brussels. I love it. He says, did you see the Mel Kuyper pick to the Niners? Joey Fisher, um, offensive tackle, Shepard University. Man, it's funny. I, I looked up Shepard, and I almost took him off my board completely just because of the injury history. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, Joe. Do you have yep. any thoughts on that at all? Uh, he actually came on my show. I didn't interview oh, him. My co-host Ryan did. So if anyone wants to go check that out, uh, he was a fine interview. And I, I think he's a good, decent football player. He was a senior bowl participant. Uh, good size for the position, but I see him more as a backup tackle. I don't I don't see him as like a, a guy who can develop into a starter. I think there's better options. For me, more of a day three pick than, than being selected that high. So as we know, Mel loves to kind of throw a lot of darts, it feels like, at, at this time of the year. And, Love me some Mel. 
Right. I love right. me some. But you, you take it with the <laughs> like. It's funny. It's like okay, I'm gonna listen or read this Mel Copper Mel Mel Kiper thing. Like, it's entertainment. It's what it is. And I'm very thankful for what he has done uh, for the draft. Uh, he's just been incredible. But yeah, I, do I think that the Niners will go after another guy that's missed three seasons with a herniated disc after everything that happened with D Ford? I do not. Um, especially not in the third round. Now yeah. fifth. Sixth, seventh round. Okay, uh, I could probably entertain that, but I- I'm just going to stay away uh, from that one. That's just my own personal opinion. <laughs> All right, Joe, you have been absolutely incredible. One more time. What I, I know you're crazy busy, so thank you for your time. Of course. Um, what is something that is coming up on one of your shows that we can look forward to, whether it's a guest spot or whatever, so that all our people could go find and start listening to your content if they yeah. are already. Yeah, at the first team pod on Twitter, uh, we're doing our our final push for the draft. We've got a mock draft coming out with uh, Matt Sims and Ryan and I are doing a mock draft for our top 15 picks. So anyone wants to check that out, that'll be dropping on Monday. And then we also did put out that Michael Lombardi interview uh, today. So if anyone wants to also check that out, we've been putting out a few clips here and there and as, as well as the full show. Awesome. Freaking love it. Uh, you can check the description of this video or audio podcast, however you're watching or listening, uh, for his link to Twitter, his link to his YouTube channel. Go check those things out. Joe, really appreciate your time. This was a lot of, of fun for me, man. I just like, I sponged it up. Uh, hopefully the <laughs> l- listeners got as much uh, as I did. So thank Thanks, you, Joe. John. Thank you, everybody else. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.